Now back to Mark Lyons and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, they're back at the Arizona Stadium here in Tucson, Arizona. BYU's a winner over the Wildcats by a score of 28-23 to in the season opener for 2018. Greg Rubel and Mark Lyons with you upstairs. Uh, Mitchell Jurgens down at field level. Much more coming up during extensive postgame coverage. Give you some stats and scoring recaps before we get you to Jason Shepard and Cougar postgame live. BYU ends up owning 36 and a half minutes of possession to Arizona's 23 and a half. That's a ball control for the Cougars. They outgain Arizona 392 to 326. Outpass them 209 to 197. Outrun them 183 to 120, uh, 129. There were 10 penalties for BYU, a few more than they would have liked, but 23 first downs to 22 for Arizona. They end up running more plays than Arizona. Yeah, that's what now, I- at halftime, Arizona was on pace to run 86, and BYU on pace to run 56 plays, and BYU ends up outplaying, if you will, Arizona 71 to 69. So yeah. they had 26 plays did Arizona after halftime. In the first half, BYU had seven first downs, and Arizona had 14. They had doubled them. And so, yeah, again, it was such a turnaround in that third quarter that uh, just put BYU in great position. 16-8 to eight in first downs in BYU's favor in the second, second half. Second half, yeah. Totally flipped around. And one of the big flips came in the third quarter when BYU put together three touchdowns, as Mark is going to outline for us here in a moment. Just some individual notes. Give you Tanner Mangum once again. 18 for 28 for 209, a touchdown, no picks, passer rating of 138.8. Squally Canada lead ground gainer, 24 carries, 98 yards, three touchdowns. Average of 4.1, long run of nine, but Squally was churning out six to nine yard runs a lot of the night. Lopini Katoa had a long run of 10, eight for 39 for his night. The longest run belonged to Dylan Colley on a fly sweep, a 13 yard run for BYU, as BYU ended up with 183 rushing yards. Moroni Laulu Pututau, three grabs, 24. Leading yardage guy was Selevahifo, 2 for 36. Touchdown catch by Matt Bushman in this one. That was the one receiving touchdown for BYU. For Arizona, Khalil Tate, uh, 17 for 34, a buck 97. One touchdown, no picks. Passer rating of 108.4. J.J. Taylor ran 18 times for 85 in a score. Brightwell, 9 for 30. Tate, 8 for 14 in a score. Eight carries, 14 yards for Khalil Tate, who, as Sports Illustrated proclaimed him, was the best quarterback in the country. Hand him the Heisman, is what it said in that preseason cover. And he was kept in check tonight. Poindexter, Ooh, the Heisman jinx. Poindexter, 4 for 68. And Ellison, 4 for 45. And a score of the leading receivers for Arizona. How did our scoring go tonight, Mark? Well, BYU got uh, that touchdown in the second quarter by Squally Canada on a one-yard run. PAT was good by Southam. And then Arizona got a field goal and a touchdown by Ellison. So the halftime score was 10 for Arizona and 7 for BYU. But the third quarter is where it got all turned around. And uh, BYU was able to uh, put three scores in this quarter. The first score came on this play. A fake fly sweep. Squally into block to the end zone. It's a touchdown. Tanner Mangum finds Matt Bushman in stride, and the Tucson native takes it to the house, and the Cougars retake the lead. Uh, Skyler Southam good with the PAT, 14 to 10 for BYU. Now uh, the next touchdown was set up by a punt return by Michael Shelton. Uh, it was a, a great return. Let's see if we have that replay. Good pressure on the punter, Klump, who boots it away from Shelton, who makes the catch on the run to the 25. Running out of room, it kept it going the other sideline. Well done by Michael. Middle of the field, 45-50. Shelton, 45-40. Punt.
Shelter gets him at the 35 of Arizona. Michael Shelton was hemmed in on the boundary. Somehow, tiptoes down the sidelines, comes toward the middle, downfield he goes. A big punt return for Shelton <laughs> and the Cougars in business at the 35 of Arizona. Katoa carried the ball for 32 yards in that drive, and uh, Holker was the guy that caught the ball at the for 14 yards, 14 plus yards, because he got it down to the half yard, and then BYU is able to punch it in on this play. It's Mangum under center. It's Elbakri at full. It's Squally at tail. It's three tights in the set. It's power football from the half yard line. Snap Tanner. Hand off Squally. Squally almost untouched. Takes it again right and right into the end zone. That is a BYU touchdown, and the Cougars do extend the lead. So, Skyler Southam good with the PAT, making it 21 to 10 for BYU. That wasn't going to be enough the way the things turned out here, but uh, BYU still puts on. One more touchdown. And so uh, to this, oh, this one is set up with uh, a 20-yard pass to Micah Simon that gets BYU down there in position to be able to score on this play. To Tanner. Give to Squally. Squally middle, hard, shoving, pushing into the end zone. Waiting for the signal. Touchdown! Oh, Canada! He does it again. The hat trick for Squally. And the Cougars extend the lead yet again. That was a fourth and one play uh, to get to the one-yard line. And Squally took it in for the score. Skyler Southam was good with the PAT. 28 points was good enough to win this thing. But Arizona still made it exciting. They answered with a 75-yard drive in nine plays. It was a two-yard run by Khalil Tate. And uh, the PAT was good by Lucas Haversick. Haversick. And that makes it 28-17. BYU uh, almost got the ball back after a punt looked as though it might have been touched by an Arizona player, but no. Arizona then moved 67 yards for their touchdown, this time a one-yard run by J.J. Taylor. Uh, it was uh, They tried for a two-point conversion. It was unsuccessful, making that final score 28-23 for BYU. So BYU's now won 11 of its last 12 season openers. Arizona's won 9 of 11. The only two losses were to BYU. BYU. They need to start scheduling Northern Arizona in the opener again. (laughs) They play BYU and things get interesting. All right, BYU wins it by a score of 28-23. Much more coming up from Tucson. Coming up next, though, Jason Shepard, Cougar Post Game Live. Stay with us here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The clock is at zero, and this one is in the books. It's time for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now let's join your host, Jason Shepard. The BYU Cougars begin the 2018 season with a victory on the road at Arizona, 28-23. What a game for BYU coming off a very disappointing season last year, one in which they went 4-9. and nine. Everything changed after that season ended. New offense coming in, a new attitude, and it showed tonight. Cougar fans, I want to hear from you here on Cougar Post Game Live. Let's get your reaction to tonight's game. Chime in on Twitter. Tweet me at JSN Shep. Again, tweet me at JSN Shep. I've got a ton of tweets coming in. doesn't matter that it's 1228 Mountain Time. Who? Hey, it's it's even later than that on the East Coast. It's even later if you're tuning in in Europe. So let's talk some BYU football. Uh, this first tweet coming in from Greg Klingler says Canada was a new man. Great O line, sick D, won all phases of the game. N- you cannot say enough about what Squally Canada did tonight. 
And on top of that, the offensive line was dominant. This entire offseason, I've watched it with my own eyes. I've heard from people who've been at more it full practices. They were telling me the offensive line is back to what we're used to seeing BYU offensive line play look like. And they showed it tonight. They dominated the line of scrimmage, and Squally Canada took advantage of that. He was absolutely fantastic. On the ground, 24 carries for 98 yards and three touchdowns. 4.1 was his average. He was fantastic. It all started up front with the offensive line. Uh, Brian, this one coming in for Brian, says to hold Tate to 50% passing, under 200 yards passing, and under 15 yards rushing, the defense deserves a ton of credit without question. They held a Heisman hopeful who is known for his athleticism and his rushing ability. He's one of the biggest reasons why Arizona led the Pac-12 in rushing last season. They held him to under 15 yards, 14 yards on the ground. To, to go into this game, to even fathom that he would finish the game with 14 yards rushing, is, it was crazy. BYU's defense deserves a ton of credit. The entire team deserves a ton of credit. In that third quarter for the BYU offense to score 21 points, they were absolutely on fire and really took charge of the game. Yes, Arizona came back, scored 13 points in that fourth quarter, but the Cougars are able to hold on for the 28-23 victory. And hey, it gets even better for you because fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Simply mention BYU50. Mention BYU50 or use the online promo code BYU50 at papajohns.com coming up on Monday, and you are going to receive 50% off a pizza. You can't beat that. The the good news just keeps going. Uh, This tweet coming in from Sean says, BYU football gets back to its true roots. BYU equals beat you up. Legally, of course. But yes, they dominated the line of scrimmage, and they were more physical. I remember talking with defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki, and just from the defensive perspective, he said one of the areas he has seen the biggest improvement is toughness and being physical. And we saw that really on both sides of the football. I think that's a great tweet, and I agree with it 100%. Again, if you'd like to chime in, you can tweet me at JSN Shep. Again, at JSN Shep. Uh, this tweet coming in from Chad says, Impressed with the O and the D lines. Running backs were solid. Wide receivers are somewhat of a question mark. Yeah, they, they you know, there wasn't. Look, Aleva Hifo had a really nice day. Uh, but yeah, there's Dylan Colley came up with a huge catch. But yeah, I mean, that will that will play out as the season goes on. They'll be more involved. Uh, let's see. It says, uh, uh, let's see, moving on to the next one. Man, we got a ton of these coming in, as you would expect. Andrew says, Canada was awesome. Offensive line, fabulous. I'm sensing a theme here. Collie's catch, one. <laughs> one is the, is the game. Uh, tight ends made key grabs. No drops, no turnovers. Amazing. Can't uh, disagree with that at all. Seth says, Jeff Grimes, exclamation point. What awesome play calling. That was one of the other things that stood out to me, and I touched on this at halftime. We were all curious as to what the, off- the offense was going to look like. We-, we kept hearing the term multiple. Well, there was-, there was no predictability in the offense tonight. There were a lot of shifts. We saw a lot of jet sweeps. Uh, you- there was not something you could say at this, okay, it's third down, so far they've done this. 
BYU is able to mix it up, get everybody involved. That was a really good first game. And the fact that BYU was able to put 28 points on the board when since 2001, new offensive coordinators averaging about 17 a game, to be able to score 28 is a really big deal. All right, coming up, we'll update you on some other scores in college football. If there's an opportunity to listen in on any postgame, we will do that as well. Cougar Postgame Live will continue next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Postgame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. BYU gets the win at Arizona 28-23. Let's head to Arizona Stadium. The head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sitake, addressing the media. This is here and there, but um, and uh, played, played a lot of coverage with our corners, you know, and so uh, they exposed it a little bit, and we got, you know, I'm looking at, the, the penalty is that something that we need to improve on. I know our guys, we have some PI calls here and there and, and a, a boneheaded le- uh, late hit, you know, that shouldn't happen. But um, it, it wasn't a lack of effort. And so those guys just, they played hard. Um, just got to play smarter. And, um, you know, I'm not, not trying to be overly negative, but I think with the win now we can be and, and demand a little bit more from our guys. And, um, and those are some of the things that come to mind right away. How pleased are you with Tanner? Um, I, you know, I didn't see all his all his numbers, but um, I thought I thought we missed on a couple throws that I know he'd love to have back. You know, um, but I was really pleased with, with the things that he did. You saw the, the checks that he made at the line of scrimmage, and um, even at the end, managing the offense and, and um, milking the clock. Um, he just it's just nice to have a guy that's been there before. There's there's a, a couple times that we took the line of scrimmage too early, and he, he had the guys wait on it, and that was all on him. I mean, we didn't. Um, Arizona had some guys get banged up and hurt, and so the clock, um, the play clock restarted. So um, we didn't catch it, but Tanner saw it and held off on the play. And that's it's good to have a guy that's been on, in a lot of games, you know. And so um, good learning, a lot of good um, learning moments for us. But um, it's really exciting. We got the win, and let's get ready to roll on the next one. Coach, is that third top to bottom the best quarter of football <coughs> you've seen as a coach or a BYU? Um, it was good. I, I probably have to go back and look at the film. Um, you know, first thing that comes to mind as a coach is probably I went for it on fourth down a lot, but, you know, probably over-aggressive on it, but it's all right. I'm going to keep doing it, and if we can keep getting wins, that might help out. So um, there was a moment where it was like fourth and an inch, and I really wanted to go for it, um, but then I think I'm gambling too much, and so I had to show a little bit of control. But um, I just have that much confidence in our O-line, and I've seen them in practice, and I've seen what they've done, so... Um, you know, there's a lot of things that they want to have back and they want to take back as far as the run game goes. But um, those guys are warriors, and uh, that's why we brought Grimes and, and Pew here to uh, control the old line. Those guys got big and they worked hard in the off season, so uh, it was only fitting that we we put it on their backs to win the game at the end. Talk about Squally's performance. He really seemed to run decisively downhill, just really aggressive. He did, and um, you know he. Played off the blocks really well, and and I think something that's that I was really excited about was his um, his pass protection. He did a good job picking up some blitzes. Um, he did a good job blocking for Lopini when Lopini had a couple runs, and so um, I was really pleased with the way the guys blocked downfield. Even though the receivers blocked well and the tight ends. We had a, a bunch of different personnel going in the game, <clears throat> and it was nice to utilize all those guys and and rotate them and and. Um, you know, we had a lot of guys doing a lot of different things, and I think that's going to be one of the strengths for us is keeping guys fresh and being able to, um, you know, do a lot of different looks. But in order for us to do some of our stuff, establishing the run game is important, and Squally and the O-line help do that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the the best part about it is we're competitive. You know, I, I think to start the game, it didn't go as well as we thought it would go. I mean, I can't remember how many plays the, the defense had on the field, but it seemed like we're on the field quite a bit. And um, we were able to kind of rally back and face a little bit of adversity in the first half, going down in, in halftime, ten, down 10-7, and uh, being able to come out and play strong. I, I just... We had to establish the line of scrimmage. That was the one thing we wanted to do, and I don't think we did that well enough in the first half. I thought the D-line did a pretty good job at the line of scrimmage. Um, they, they still got some run yards, but uh, there, there's some great players on that side, you know. And I think uh, for what our, what our guys did defensively, um, 23 points, I, I don't know if I would have taken it, but I, I thought we could have done better. But um, that's probably because I... We probably, went, we probably got a little bit too risky. On defense, I think we got to get out of third downs. We had them in a lot of third and long situations. and um, But a lot of credit goes to Khalil Tate. That, that guy can create so much time for himself in the throw game. And um, just really impressed with how much control he has, being able to just, in space, just buy more time. And that's probably one of the most difficult th things to do is, is handle a guy like that. So. Um, you know, we're excited to get to the next one, but this was a relief that we, uh, looking at the numbers, I was pleased with our guys. I obviously want to get more disruption, uh, especially on third downs and get out of the fourth downs and they went for it, but um, that's something to learn from and, and we'll keep working. How did you change your special teams to building that momentum? You had the block field goal, it kind of set the tone and you had a nice pump return and Oh, did we block it? I, can, I couldn't tell. Was it, really? Was it Corbin? Oh, Shelton came on the edge? Okay. Um, you know, I've been really happy with Coach Lamb and, and the uh, and the uh, special teams um, unit. We we meet as a team every day at, uh, um, in team meeting, and it's all about special teams. So uh, we play our best guys. Our starters are all on punt, and we try to play our best guys on special teams. We rest them on offense and defense. And so um, with the, the limited amount of time that we put into practice and in the meetings, um, you know, because not you don't have hours on end to, to meet with the special teams, but. Just really happy that, that our players make it important and, and they want to be on the field when it comes to special teams. So, yeah, just really pleased with them. I, I, I think uh, Shelton had a good punt return. Uh, Would have been nice. I think he got tackled by the punter, did he? Oh, yeah, so we'll have to work on that one. But um, good job by the punter. I think there's a lot of things we can improve on. Uh, it's just so much better to do it after a win. No turnovers. Is that, was that a much a big emphasis in the offseason? Yeah, I think if you remember when we had our, our scrimmages when we went live, we talked about there weren't any interceptions. And um, I'm frustrated because on defense we want to create more turnovers. I, I think we had a drop pick, you know, that, that um, I want to say it was Sione that dropped it and should have caught that one. But I think this is just a different type of game where we really had to play it smart, <clears throat> trying to keep everything in front and not just give Khalil Tate an opportunity to get loose and, and – um, I've seen teams be really aggressive on him, and then you make someone miss and runs for a 70-yard touchdown. So uh, we didn't want to do that, but we did it a couple times <clears throat> and picked our shots. And um, you know, I, I think he still created more space and more time. But I just think in the second half, being able to establish the run game was good for us and um, just use the clock to our favor and, and, and let the defense rest a little bit. How big was Dylan Cullis catch when he came up with that? You know, yeah, he got tipped. I'm glad we got him. <laughs> yeah, um, he's just th that type of player, you know. He just finds ways to, to make plays, and he blocks well downfield. Uh, he had a, a couple jet sweeps, and you know that, that did some good things for us. So he's just a hard worker, and um, it's good to have guys like that. Last couple questions.
What, what was it like in the locker room going in there, being able to, to you know, see all that work that you guys put in? Yeah, it was fun. Enjoy it? it was fun. I mean, I, I, anytime you can get a win, but um, doing it on the road and against a Power Five, Pac-12 team, you know, it's it's really good for us. And um, I, I I love the momentum and I love the sideline. Even when they're scoring and, and gaining on us, just love the way our guys believe, you know. And this team believes in each other. They believe in, in their coaches and they they believe that they can do some great things. So um, this is one game. We'll try to keep believing and keep working and get to the game two. We'll let you guys talk to the real stars. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You need this? All right, that was the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Kalani Satake, after BYU gets the win in the season opener at Arizona, 28-23. to I believe Tanner Mangum uh, will be up next. We're hoping to hear from him in uh, coming up in just a few minutes. Back to a couple of tweets, and this one coming in from at Kelsberg says, I was impressed with the conditioning tonight. Arizona had a lot of cramps, and our boys seemed fresh to the end. I actually had that same thought when I there were at least two Arizona players that I remember down with cramps, and usually see a lot more of that in a first game because you're not necessarily used to you know go, going that hard for that period of that long period of time, and so you typically have more issues like that early in the season. But yeah, that is something that I noticed as well. Uh, great, uh, great tweet by you. Uh, this one in from Tyson says, I've been so sick of hearing all week about how uh, he is a guaranteed Heisman contender. Uh, let's see. Heisman contender and how he was going to run all over BYU. Glad to see it didn't play out that way. And uh, obviously talking about Khalil Tate. Yeah, I mean, Khalil Tate uh, was certainly a factor, but BYU's defense uh, held up. Uh, Tanner Mangum and Squally Canada both talking right now. Let's head back down to Arizona. Those those plays are always big. It, you know, it, it's never all about one play, but every play counts, and that was a huge play for him. Uh, and and it didn't surprise me one bit. You know, Dylan's a, he's that type of player. He he goes and fights for it and makes plays, and he's confident, believes in himself, and I love love seeing that. And it was able to also propel us forward to uh, to the red zone, and then we were able to put points on the on the board. And so that was huge. And um, and I think. Overall, though, it was good for a lot of guys to to come out here and um, and make plays. You know, it was, it was great to see Dallin Holker get out there and make plays. Moroni, you know, we we missed him, and so it's great to have him back. Um, mentioned Dylan, and then you know Micah Simon made some plays, and then Zach Katoa. Um, you know, guys who haven't necessarily had um, you know a ton of experience, but with the way they came in and, and battled and played tough was good to see. How good was it for you? It was fun. I just, I was just enjoying it. Just, just loved, loved the atmosphere. Loved being out there with my guys. Um, you know, just enjoying this time to play the game. It, and, and you know, being healthy is something that I don't ever want to take for granted again. And just to be out there playing was something I really enjoyed and just, just had a lot of fun with. Yeah, following up on that, Tanner. I mean, do you kind of feel reborn a little bit? I mean, you started. <laughs> the bar was set so high so early at Nebraska. And the roller coaster started. Um, but even that ball to Shumway in the first quarter, I mean, that was a beautiful ball, even though it was knocked down. I mean, you feel like um, basically the opposite of how you felt maybe against Portland State last year to start the season? Uh, I don't know about the opposite. I, you know, I, I, uh, I feel confident. You know, I feel good about where I am uh, physically and, and, and excited about what we have going as an offense. And uh, I'm just enjoying this opportunity to, to be, uh, you know, to be playing. You know, it's my senior year. It's our, our senior year, and it's, it's just. 
it's just fun and I want to enjoy that. And so I, I'm not really too worried comparing it into you know, comparing how I feel in previous years. I'm just enjoying this moment right here with this team, with this crew that we have. And um, it just feels good to get a win. You know, anytime you can get a win, it feels good. And to start a season 1 0, get that momentum against a good team at their home field, you know, I think that's great for our team, good for our program, and, and uh, you know, it makes us excited to get going next week. Well, what was the key on those runs that you had to clinch that you just killed the clock? Uh, ball security and just hit the first vertical seam. And don't uh, lose ball security trying to fight for extra yards. That was the key. Then the offensive line, of course, had a great push. Micah Simon had a great block. That just sealed the deal. Is it a little extra special, Squally, tonight, having this kind of a game to kind of set the tone for your senior year? We talk, I know we talk a lot about that sort of in fall camp and whatnot, about setting the tone and getting everything right for this year. Yeah, it definitely did. It felt good to start the season off with a win. Um, just got to carry it over in the next week and keep the momentum rolling. Still some things we got to fix and clean up, but focus on that tomorrow. But I'm going to enjoy tonight. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like your game has really evolved just in being able to hit that first seam and get what you can get? And it just seems like you're running downhill very, you know, very decisive and making those runs tonight. And, you know, that, that type of thing is what you guys had to have against this defense. I feel like I did all right. I could do better. Um, the old lineman opened up such big holes and missed a couple runs that should have should have been made. Uh, I got to do better on my end, but those guys up front are just making my job a lot easier. And again, with the receivers blocking downfield, you just got to be able to break more tackles and make the safety miss. So when you talk to Jamal, is he going to bring those up or bring up the three touchdowns and all the yards? And I, don't, I don't know what Jamal going to say. <laughs> I don't even think he watched the game. I don't know what Jamal doing. <laughs> Anything else? All right, we'll let these guys go. Thanks, guys. Quarterback Tanner Mangum, who finished the evening 18 of 28 for 209 yards and a touchdown, had a rating of 138.8, as well as Squally Canada, 24 rushing yards, 24 rushing attempts, 98 yards, three touchdowns, just an absolute beast on the field tonight, and quite frankly, Arizona really never had an answer for him. Great to hear from uh, both of those players. BYU gets the win 28-23. We will take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll give you some other scores, and if there's an opportunity to hear from anybody else, uh, we'll get you down to Arizona. That's all coming up next on Cougar Postgame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back in to Cougar Post Game Live. Jason Shepard with you. Cougar fans feeling good tonight. BYU starts out the season 1-0. They get a five-point victory on the road at Arizona. 28-23 is the final score. Also, pretty good night for a couple of other BYU teams. 3-0 the final score for number 9 BYU women's volleyball. They take down Wichita State. They now finish the BYU-Nike Invitational 3-0. They beat West Virginia on Thursday. Friday, they took down the number one team in the country in Stanford, and then tonight, they defeat Wichita State. Also, big night for BYU women's soccer. Listen to this score. 10-0. The Cougars defeating Idaho State, that game being played at South Field. Uh, one game, uh, not in the top 25, but I'm sure Cougar fans were paying attention to that. Uh, the Cal Bears defeat North Carolina by a final score of 24-17. to 17. Cal will be in 
Lavelle Edwards Stadium coming up next week. That will be uh, the game that BYU, their home opener at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, another late kickoff. I believe it's an 8-15 Mountain Time kickoff, uh, but Cal gets the win uh, at home over North Carolina. Let's quickly head back down to Arizona Stadium. Thomas Schoff, part of that dominant offensive line, is addressing the media right now. Relief. I think it's a big relief. I think this was a much-needed win. Um, Raul boost. You know, I think Coach Grimes and Coach Pugh and the rest of the offensive staff that came in this past winter um, brought a lot of energy and a lot of focus and a lot of positive um, reinforcement to the guys. Um, but I think there was something that you just had to be out on the field and execute to be able to get back. And so um, it was fun. Like after all of that, look up and stand and have all those, you know, lots of BYU fans stayed. Uh, you know, you guys have seen that before mm-hmm. when you've been on the road and stuff. But particularly after the last season, to have that type of support in this environment, um, it's a big, it's big. I had, I had a lot of family come down as well, and you know, it's it's really cool to see the support that we have, um, even towards the end of last year. Those that will stick it out and they could care less what the scoreboard said. They. You know, they're all about us, and, and it gives us a lot of drive to be able to work harder. And it gave me a lot of energy, and you'll push forward. You know, next week we're going to have 65,000 in our house against Cal, and, you know, show up and give them the show. Thanks, Thomas. Appreciate it. Nice yeah. <clears throat> uh, BYU offensive lineman Thomas Schof, part of that de- offensive line that – Man, just absolutely played fantastic tonight. Almost every single tweet I'm getting in from BYU fans is referencing the play of the offensive line. All right, let's uh, get you some scores from Top 20. On Sirius XM 143 and online at BYUradio.org. Talk about good. Through the Garage Door talks about rock and roll each week on BYU Radio. Don Shaline is the co-host, so how do you find music for the show each week? Once we come up with a topic, it's a fun challenge in that week before the show to start going through my mental file cards of all the music I like and thinking, what would fit into that? It's fun to try and surprise the rest of the people in the room, you know, and and not let them know ahead of time what they're going to hear. Through the Garage Door, Monday through Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. Talk about good. You're tuned to BYU Dining's Cougar Nation Now. BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Be a part of the show by emailing your questions to CougarNationNow at BYU.edu or tweet your questions using the hashtag BYUCNN. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back into Arizona Stadium here in Tucson, Arizona. Greg Rubel and Mark Lyons, your broadcast tandem up top. We'll have Mitchell Juergens soon rejoining us. BYU 28 and Arizona 23 is our final score, and this is BYU Dining, BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation Now. And we'll have later on in the program our Cougar Nation Now Inside Scoop Trivia. I think the same uh, same deal still exists. I think you get two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream when you answer our trivia question uh, later on in this hour. It's brought to you by BYU Dining and the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. We got two scoops from BYU and then some tonight. It was good stuff. Yeah. It was 28-23. And, you know, I was mentioning off the air that uh, it helps to have a game 
get to be a nail biter where you have to uh, create a, something that you have to do in order to win the game. And that helps uh, in future games when you're in that situation again where it's going to get tight and you've had it happen before where you were able to pull it out. It helps uh, prepare you for those situations. So I, I think it's a positive that uh, Arizona came back and played so well at the end in order to try and make it close. Close it was, but uh, not close enough for the Wildcats. BYU wins it by five, and we're taking your thoughts on it. It's uh, still it's one thirty in the morning back in the Mountain Time Zone. But you can get a hold of us with the hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. Hashtag BYUCNN. The CNN's for Cougar Nation now. We'll take your discussion points and uh, kick them around here in the booth in uh, Tucson. Hashtag BYUCNN for Cougar Nation now. And as soon as uh, Mitch wraps up with the Kalani stuff downstairs, he'll be hopping upstairs and joining us on the headset. Mitch yeah. made his debut tonight. Yeah. It, it had to be fun to be down there and uh, in the thick of it, you know, uh, seeing those guys sweating and coming off. And, and uh, like Kalani said, they were – they just – he said we kind of turned them loose. And uh, they went out and got after it and to see that kind of, uh, you know, emphasis, uh, energy on the sideline from the players had to have been fun. You can also just uh, tweet me at Greg Grubel or even tweet at Mark Lyons BYU for, uh, for questions, comments on Cougar Nation. Now, from Ryan Lundgren, he said in the fourth, BYU chose to throw on third and short and again on fourth and short. Oh, yeah. Do you think going for it on fourth had been communicated to Grimes prior to the third down for play call consideration? We speculated that had they known that it was going to be fourth down or, or go four down territory, they would have run on third uh, to, to set up fourth. Uh, what do you think? Well, I agree that uh, in that they, they'd been running the football quite well. Uh, I do think it was third and short, and the defense was going to be loaded up, but they were able to do that earlier in the games and, and goal line plays. So, yeah, I was kind of surprised on the third down pass, uh, <clears throat> and then also I was a little disappointed in the execution of the third down pass, uh, and the same with the fourth down pass. Uh, both of those, I was uh, a little disappointed, but uh, I felt as though maybe they would have had a better chance to pound it in there on third down, and then if you're going to decide to go, it's probably a shorter distance to go on the fourth down and short. Well, fans, if you like what you saw tonight and or heard tonight, uh, get tickets for the home opener, BYU and Cal, next Saturday night, 8.15 Mountain Time Kick. It'll be on ESPN2, but buy your tickets at BYUtickets.com. Get in the building. BYU. Cal, home opener. BYU's want to know. Cal's want to know. 815 ESPN2, but get there. BYUtickets.com. Get your receipts as soon as you can. Jordan Brady tweets in. Lots of assets for BYU. Lots of people getting involved and making a difference. I'd say that's a win in and of itself. And Mark, you alluded to the number of guys who had catches tonight. Was it 10? 10. Yeah. And, uh, and and I think uh, it's it's fair to say that BYU can be, will be, a deeper and more diverse and talented group, especially with the ability to receive the football this year. We've already seen that the one-two punch at running back, if they stay healthy, will be good with uh, with Squally and, and, and Lopini. And they were going against that three-three-five defense, which is uh, unusual and enough that you have to do a lot of things, and they were very well prepared to deal with it. The uh, fly sweep uh, many times was a, a very productive play. And uh, so the fly sweep, when they were in those third and longs and and they ran fly sweep, that's the one play that gives you a chance to make a big play. So I, I kind of like that they were trying that too. 
I was reminded by a good fan on Twitter that I that I mistakenly shorted Kalani a season opening win. He's won all three of his season openers. I think I think with him on the headset, I said he was only oh, yeah. he only won two of three, but he's won all three. Beat Arizona twice in Portland State, so yeah. he's three zero in season openers. There you go. My bad. I shorted him one, and I should not have done that. But BYU has won eleven of the last twelve overall. The only loss in that entire stretch was at Virginia, in the first game of Robert and I's second oh, stint. Oh man, the rain game. The rain game, where. A ball slipped through the fingers of Jamal Williams because it was wet and soggy. but sitting in a puddle and uh, got uh, yeah. picked off at the end. That was yeah. a tough one. Yeah, the play was there. I, d- I didn't question the play. Uh, it was there. Mitchell Jurgens has rejoined us up top in the broadcast booth. Mitch, let's get your uh, opening game assessments, both uh, as a broadcaster and an observer out there. Yeah, um, as a broadcaster, uh, it's definitely a different aspect of the game. Um I, I think that's the first time I've listened to a game hearing y'all's voices. <laughs> so that was that was neat, and um, it's it's definitely. I mean, I loved going back and hearing the the, the Greg Rebell play by plays and um, of all the highlights, but I never could hear it in an in game situation. So I thought that was that was a fun perspective. Um, but uh, just being down there on the field, it was. I mean, this was a loud stadium. Uh, there were some third downs early. Uh, when BYU had the ball and Arizona was loud. Um, and so I thought uh, BYU did a great job at responding to the noise, um, staying composed and and just making some big plays when it mattered most. Um, and so I thought, you know, it was a great performance by the Cougars and uh, it was so fun to be down on the field and uh, to get to experience that um, kind of on ground level. Yeah, could you feel energy? Because uh, Coach uh, Sataki was talking about how uh, they couldn't wait to get back out to play, and uh, could you kind of feel that there was a lot of uh, energy of people wanting to get out and play? Oh yeah, there were. I mean, the guys that even weren't on the field, the eleven players that were on. You take all the other players that were off the field. The guys were bouncing around, oh, yeah. and, and 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 one of the things that I noticed that I thought was really cool was those guys were so excited for their teammates to make big plays. And I think that's key to having a great team is knowing that, you know, I didn't see many selfish players out there. I saw tight ends being happy for other tight ends when they caught the ball and made big, pl- made yeah, big plays. And so that's that's something that I noticed down there. And, um, and if, you know, that, if that keeps up, I think BYU continues to uh, pull out these great team wins. From uh, Twitter with the hashtag BYUCNN, BYUCNN for BYU Cougar Nation Now. This is Cougar Nation Now. Tim Eddington before the break. Tim says, how about zero turnovers and zero sacks against Tanner? I can't remember, he says, the last time that happened. We still need to clean up penalties, but way to take care of the rock. So Tanner wasn't getting hit, and the ball wasn't getting hit out. Yeah. So it was a turnover-free game for the seventh time in the Kalani Sitaka era, and BYU's now 6-1 and one when they don't turn the ball over at all. Yeah. Well, that's a, certainly a good goal. and uh, Now, neither did Arizona. They had zero no, turnovers. None. And that's the first time in the Sataka era that BYU's won a game when or the no opponent turnovers. had zero turnovers. Wow. They're now 1-4 in that situation. Now, I thought there were two chances out there that were going to be picks. Uh, I do think that Kalani and – BYU uh, could have had defensive interceptions. Could have had yeah. defensive. Uh, I'm uh, Sione Takitaki. He and Wilcox I was going to have that and Wilcox – I think Wilcox would have had it if Siani wouldn't have uh, made an attempt to get it. And then as they both were, you know, not knowing the other one was there. And then in the end zone, uh, was it uh, well, it was Troy Austin Warner. Lee? Uh, D- no. Dian. No, Dian? I think it was Dian to Troy. 
So Diane tipped it, oh, and oh, yeah. Troy yeah. almost yeah. made the grab on the ground. That's right. But even the other one where the guy jumped over Austin his Lee, back, well, that, that, that Austin, was Austin right? Lee, yeah. yeah. I thought that probably there was offensive interference, but uh, – yeah, I thought he was going to make that interception. And had he maybe stepped out and picked it up high, uh, that other guy wouldn't have jumped over his back to knock it away from him. Let's not forget the play that uh, Kairos tipped. Kairos Tonga almost had yeah, himself that's one. Right. And then either deflected up in the air. So, all right, uh, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll continue here. It's hashtag BYUCNN, hashtag BYUCNN for Cougar Nation. Now, taking your questions, comments, uh, late into the night, early into the morning. It's uh, 140 back in Utah, 1240 here in Tucson, where BYU beat Arizona by a score of... 2823 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. You can tweet us, hashtag BYUCNN, or tweet at me, at Greg Rubel, on Twitter for thoughts, questions, comments, discussion points. Luke says, it had to be fun, guys. What are your thoughts on how BYU defended Khalil Tate? Mark, your impressions, then we'll go to uh, Mitch. You know, uh, it happened twice out there today where we were uh, noticed and even commented on there was a three-man rush. They were dropping eight. They were trying to pay, play pass defense. And that three-man rush still got pressure on Tate. In fact, he had to turn and run and turn and run. And uh, sometimes he bought enough time to get the ball away to somebody. But uh, with the three-man rush, they still kind of kept him in the corral. They didn't let him out and didn't let him through. So uh, I thought that was uh, number one. I do think that uh, Khalil Tate was uh, intent on being a quarterback tonight and not so much being the running quarterback tonight. So I think he wanted to be fitting into the mold of uh, more of a quarterback-type player and uh, didn't have as many opportunities probably to run that option that uh, he was so good on in those films. Mitch, your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think the secondary played a great game. Um, yeah, there were, you know, a couple PIs, three PIs that, you know, you could look at and say, you know, there were maybe poor plays by the DB, but, um, I mean, you, you take those away and there weren't that many big completions down the field. Uh, when you've got a guy like Khalil Tate who can run around back there and, and make guys miss who are rushing, yeah. it's, it's a lot more difficult for a DB to stay hooked onto his receiver and guard him for, you know, four or five plus seconds. And so I think they, I think the DBs did a great job at, at sticking with their man, staying true to their assignments. And, and we saw it, um, or, you know, the Cougars saw it beneficial as we didn't see that many big plays down the field made by their receivers. And so I think, you know, the secondary really stepped up and helped contain Khalil Tate's arm, um, which also helped contain his legs. Good stuff. Uh, the lead got down to 28-17 in the fourth quarter, so Arizona's pulled from 28-10 to 28-17. That's when BYU has the third down and three, fourth down and three situation in which they uh, don't uh, gain yards on either. So they give it up on the fourth down, but Samuel Hancock, uh, email uh, tweeting in, hashtag BYUCNN, makes a great point. He said, I love the three and out after the failed fourth down conversion in the fourth because a little momentum slipping, Miss on third and fourth, and then Arizona goes three and out, punts it away, throw, throw, and then throw. and then BYU took a few more minutes off the clock on that very next possession. Yeah, that was that uh, one where he threw to the end zone, and then uh, on third down he also threw erratically, so forced him into that punt. Yeah, that was a big big series. Okay, I mentioned a moment ago that uh, BYU's won eleven of its last twelve season openers, and I also, for those paying attention, told you which team is the one loss. So. 
for two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream. First person on Twitter to, to with hashtag BYUCNN with the correct answer to that question wins the ice cream. Hashtag BYUCNN with the answer to the question, which is the only team to have defeated BYU in its last 12 season openers? We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get a winner and get thinking about uh, wrapping things up tonight on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. So a lot of people knew the correct answer, but only one person can know it first. (laughs) And Twitter tells me that Joshua Matson at Josh C's Scrolls, was the first in to say Virginia. Virginia. Virginia is the one team in the last 12 season opening opponents to defeat BYU. How about that? 11 of 12. And this makes it 11 of 12 tonight. And Joshua Matson, first in on the Twitter with the hashtag BYUCNN, says Virginia. So, Joshua, I'm giving you a follow so we can DM each other our deets. That's how it's going to work. <laughs> okay, so now I'm, I'm a Joshua Matson follower, at least for a few minutes. And I'm going to find out uh, how, to, how to get him so we can get him his ice cream. Joshua Matson, congratulations. You've won two half gallons of famous creamery ice cream. To everyone else that is great. who tweeted in, Virginia, 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 you're all right, and you're all a little bit after Joshua Matson. You get one sample of ice cream at the creamery. As uh, <laughs> no, one, as, one little spoonful. As Gene Wilder would say, <laughs> you lose. <laughs> you get nothing. Good day, sir. <laughs> Only Joshua gets the ice cream. Way to go. Good stuff. All right, uh, I do want to throw a couple of comments in from hashtag BYUCNN from Benji. Benji says, really impressed with Grimes, Coach Jeff Grimes. It's easy to second-guess a specific player, too, but overall, he made the right adjustments at the right times and seemed to catch Arizona's defense by setting up the tight ends for success. Remarkable game plans and adjustments. I liked when they went tempo at times. It seemed like tempo really was effective when they went to it, and the fact that Holker almost had a touchdown, Bushman did have a touchdown, um, yeah, for a first guy making his full first game call, way to go, Jeff Grimes. Yeah, and the uh, pass to El Bakri out there was great. Yeah. Uh, the you know they just uh, don't pay attention to that fullback when he's after he's there's been a play fake in the backfield. So yeah, there there were a lot of good plays that he they were able to execute. And Mitch, anything else you want to weigh in on more on that? Yeah, I just you know I, I think one of the huge things. Um, that BYU was able to demonstrate today was how well-conditioned they were. I think that played a huge part in being able to play a game with no turnovers and finishing a game strong through the fourth quarter. Um, kind of alluded it, alluded to it before the game started is this team looks more disciplined. I, I remember going to some practices, and if there was a ball in the ground, whether it was a fumble or a dropped pass, they'd be being held accountable doing up downs after practice and you know it looked like they were stepping in the right direction to have that accountability and that discipline and it showed today and then on top of that hand, you know hats off to the strength and conditioning staff our guys looked strong they looked fast and for a full four quarters so that was very impressive one thing uh, we talked about Corbin said he got a tip on that field goal yeah. well Michael Shelton uh, also had a hand on that field goal probably his was the one that sent it awry as uh, they were talking on the sideline i heard and uh so he got credit in the stats i thought we ought to bring that up okay, so that's uh, all right uh, excellent stuff from mitch and from mark we're going to take our final break come back and say good night from tucson as we do head to break 
our good friend Cameron True from Bam Bams. He speaks truth when he says <laughs> we should be eating victory swatchos tonight. <laughs> oh, man. We should be. He's right. We're not going to be. He is right. Y'all know where we're probably going. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> Circle K for an ice cream bar. <laughs> All right. We'll come back and say so long. Wrap it up after this. This is BYU football, Cougars 28, Wildcats 23 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. And we're going to set the wrap up, uh, Cougar Nation now. Again, a reminder, next Saturday's game against Cal will kick at 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time, 6.15 p.m. Radio pregame. It is on ESPN2, and we need to see you in the building. Get your tickets, byutickets.com for BYU and Cal. Another Pac-12 foe to open the season. Beat Arizona. Can they do it again? Make it two in a row? We'll find out next week. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? So many people were looking at 0-4 to start the season. And, well, uh, you're playing McNeese State in game four. I don't think you're looking at 0-4. Never lost to an FCS before. Well, 1-4 and four then. People were talking about <laughs> Okay, well, forget, yeah, for, you know, I shouldn't even be jumping on that. But, yeah, if, if bottom line is they're 1-0, and, and they've got a chance to go 2-0 yeah, next week. Yeah, they've got a chance to go 2-0. And, and so you win the first one. Uh, you got to win the first one to win them all. Uh, I learned that a long time ago. And so uh, in order to be undefeated, you've got to start out with a win. And tonight they're undefeated. And 28-23 is your final score. Um, we have one quick note before we uh, close it out. Uh, ben Nichols uh, tweeting in, do you think Jeff Grimes brought an SEC model to BYU's preparation with conditioning, nutrition, discipline, power, football. Hmm. He's been around, not only SEC, he's been Pac-12 and other places too, but uh, yeah. he spent some recent time in that league. Do you think, uh, well, I, I don't know if it's necessarily an SEC model, but the vast experience he's had over P5 leagues, some of the best coaches and players in the game, I think put him in a good place uh, to, to, to uh, give BYU's offense a new shot in the arm, a nice shot in the arm. So since he is willing to say that uh, he expects input from all of his assistant coaches to assist in what they want to push and having in their offense, uh, he probably has the same attitude that I'm free to go ahead and talk to Kalani about these are some of the things that I think have been successful in places that I've been. So he probably feels open to be able to offer those kinds of uh, comments to see if it might help improve them. I just felt pretty confident about how uh, the game got called tonight and um, and, and how you know, it all turned out. The one time – so I've been in situations when you're making a tough call in a football game, and he went out into the huddle. He was out there at the numbers, and when he walked back off to the sideline, he walked off with his head high. He wasn't, like, kicking his feet saying, I wonder if this is going to work. Am I making a mistake? He was walking off like this is going to – this play is going to make the game. And uh, so when he has that attitude, uh, yeah, he's pretty sure of what he's doing. Presuming I get my voice back by Monday, I'll have Jeff Grimes in the coordinator's corner Monday morning at 11 a.m. Mountain Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Jeff from 11 to 11.30 at LAM, 11.30 to 12. So look for that Monday morning. Also look for the seat request link to open up on Monday for Tuesday night's BYU Football with Kalani Satake Coaches Show. So lots going on early next week, and I'm going to hopefully be around for both those shows. I kind of overdid it tonight. Yeah, don't pray tomorrow. I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was like, I was game time decision this week, and uh, and I, I've, I've been pharmaceutically enhanced and medicated, and everything was going well, and then I just got too excited tonight, and uh, did what I normally do, which is kind of go crazy, and lost my voice. Hopefully, I get it back. I liked it. Well, thank I liked you. It a lot. Thank you. I like being with you and Mitchell Jurgens for the first time. It's a lot of fun. Great job, Mitch. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Mark. Great job. 
Thanks, Greg. Yeah, let's do it again next week. Nice job to everyone else. Barry Squires, our venue engineer. Intern Sterling, Sterling Richards, who is an engineering assistant and intern here tonight for us. McKay Perry, our brand new spotter, right into the fire, and he did great. Ralph Sokolowski, our stats guy. Back at BYU Radio, our new control board operator, our new best friend at 2 in the morning on Saturday nights, Nathan Israelson. We had Terry South as our coordinating producer, Cole Wissinger as an associate producer, intern help from intern Blake and intern Aaron, Blake McMullen and Aaron Fitzner, Sean O'Neill and Sean Fay and Don Shaline and all those good folks helping us get it done back at BYU Radio. Nathan will tell me in my ear if I forgot anybody. I got him, he says. I got everybody. All right. So to all those folks and Duff Tittle and Brett Pine and Kenny Cox from BYU Football Media Relations and everyone else who helps us get on the air and stay on the air, many thanks. That's going to do it for tonight. As we hit 2 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 a.m. here in Tucson, we'll tell you our final score is BYU 28 and Arizona 23. Next Saturday night, BYU and Cal. It'll be a 6:15 pre and 8:15 kick at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Get your tickets at BYUtickets.com. So for everyone I've just mentioned, my name is Greg Rubel. Saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night. So long from Tucson, Arizona. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. BYU football is also proudly supported by Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. BYU football is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Matt Richardson, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and General Manager of Corporate Sponsorships Casey Stauffer. BYU football is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network. KBYU-FM, HD2, Provo. And then we'll uh, wrap things up from up here in Provo and get you back down to Arizona Stadium. Number one, Alabama defeating Louisville tonight, 51-14. Clemson on top of Furman, 48-7. Number three, Georgia blanks Austin P 45 to nothing. Ohio State, they uh, well, they took care of business at home over Oregon State big time. 77-31 is the final score. Number nine, Auburn defeats number six, Washington, 21-16. Obviously, the Cougars will be up in Seattle coming up in just a few weeks. Number seven, Oklahoma on top of Florida Atlantic, 63-14. Number 10, Penn State defeats Appalachian State, 45-38. Notre Dame takes down Michigan 24 to 17 number 15 USC on top of UNLV 43 to 21 TCU 16th in the country Horn Frogs defeat Southern 55 to 7 number 17 West Virginia wins at Tennessee 40 to 14 Mississippi State defeating Stephen F Austin 63 to 6 number 22 Boise State 56 to 20 winners at Troy Brett Rippon was 20 of 28 for 305 yards and four touchdowns BYU will be in Boise later on this season Maryland takes down number 23 Texas 34-29 in an emotional game there uh, in Maryland number 24 Oregon gets the win at home over Bowling Green by a final score of 58 to 24. Speaking of final scores, our final score tonight has BYU on top. They begin the 2018 
college football season 1-0. They win at Arizona by a final score of 28 to 23. That is going to do it for Cougar Post Game Live. The Cougar Locker Room Show is next. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, Mark, opening day is usually a really good day for BYU football. They've now won 11 of the last 12 season openers and a lot of them against uh, P5 programs and on the road. And tonight they come on the road, P5, and beat Arizona again. And, uh, you know, the early preseason picks, uh, people, you know, I think it was Jason that was talking earlier. No, it was Alex Curie saying uh, so many times whatever happened last year, people kind of anticipate that's what's going to happen this year. So Arizona got that 11.5-point favor coming into this game. And so when BYU took the lead, uh, I'm sure that that lifted everybody on the sideline thinking, man, alive, we're in this game and we can win this thing. And that's what I think uh, helped so much in that third quarter. The way the first half ended didn't necessarily um, lead you to believe the third quarter would start the way it did for BYU, yeah. but it did. Yeah. The, they were, they the changed the their offense ended, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, the way in this, that first drive in the second half, they changed their offense a little bit used uh, more of the shifting and the motion and uh, really did create a confusion in Arizona's defense. And then Katoa came in, and that offensive line just really worked hard, and Katoa hit the holes fast and hard and was able to pick up positive yards on first and second down and helping them to be able to make those uh, first down conversions. Uh, the big pass to uh, Micah Simon, man, all of those things just uh, seemed to fit together. And once those were going the next two came just from the confidence that they gained in the first drive. Canada and Katoa combined for 137 rushing yards tonight. Uh, Squally with 98 and Pini with uh, 39. And Lopini Katoa got his on an average of 4.9 yards a tote. Uh, Squally was at 4.1. Not a ton of long runs. Lopini's long run was 10. Squally's long run was 9. Longest run of the night belonged to Dylan Colley. Oh, <clears throat> Dylan Colley. Oh, Dylan Colley. He had a 13-yard run on a fly sweep. And Dylan Colley had the nicest catch of the night and a really, really huge time of the night. It was a play in which the defensive back has batted the ball away, yeah. and it's going to be an incomplete pass until Dylan Colley says, this is still my ball. And he reached out and uh, and made a great grab, 22-yard catch. On third and plenty. After it was, yeah, batted away from him. And uh, that was third and 12, and it was after a false start. So third and 12, Colley makes a 22-yard catch, and then the next play is the Bushman touchdown. Yeah. So what Collie did there was uh, keep a drive alive, and that was the go-ahead touchdown. And BYU would not trail again. So Dylan Collie has a huge play because BYU goes up 14-10. That's when they kind of started the third quarter run, and it began with that great grab. And the tight ends uh, came into play, you know, with uh, Bushman getting the touchdown catch. Uh, and the ball, it was a nice catch. It was extended for him. Holker making a nice catch, getting it almost into the end zone. He thought he had had. And... Uh, also with uh, Moroni Luat. Laulu Pututau. Laulu Pututau. All three of those guys. Now, uh, Moroni splits out quite a bit, so he's almost a wide receiver type. But uh, uh, Moroni had three catches for 24, and uh, 
Bushman had the touchdown catch, and same with Holker. His was that one catch, but uh, all of those were nicely thrown passes and well-caught balls. Holker was pretty close to getting his first BYU touchdown. I called it a touchdown. Yeah, well, so did the ref. And then they had to reverse it because he just didn't quite sneak in the pylon quite. So it goes as a one. It goes as one catch for 14 yards instead of one for 15. If it's one for 15, it's in the end zone. But it ended up just short. Uh, no harm done. Squally scored the next play. And look at Squally Canada. Comes into this year as BYU's leading career touchdown scorer at eight. And he adds three to his ledger. 11 for the uh, career and three on the year. Three tonight. The hat trick for Squally Canada. Ten guys caught passes tonight. That's going back to the old days when you spread it around, keep the defense off balance. And uh, uh, mostly Squally was carrying the load, but that one drive where uh, Lopini was really good. But so uh, all in all, uh, no sacks. BYU gave up no sacks tonight, and they only got one. But uh, the fact that Tanner was able to pay attention to what was going on, he threw a little early a couple times, uh, maybe to avoid a sack, but also uh, wasn't as accurate as he'd like to have been. No sacks against, no turnovers committed by BYU tonight. And of that note, uh, 10 catches, so 10 guys have receptions, and uh, uh, seven others ran the ball. Squally led in touches with 24. Katoa's got eight, and then everyone else, the other 15 guys who touched the ball, all had between one and four touches, so very versatile tonight in this first game under Jeff Grimes. We'll take a break. We'll continue from Arizona Stadium in Tucson. BYU 28, Arizona 23. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to Arizona Stadium, Tucson, Arizona. BYU with a season opening win, 28-23 over the U of A. Corbin Kofusi joining us now with seven solo tackles, including a sack, two tackles for loss. He's in the Cougar locker room area now. Corb, Greg Rubel, Mark Lyons upstairs. Thanks for coming on. Corbin, I know, can hear us. I can't hear anyone. Oh, no, he can't <laughs> hear us. Well, dang it. We hear Corbin okay, but I guess he can't hear us. Corbin, can you hear us okay? Oh, unfortunately not. Hello? Yep, hello, Corbin. You can't hear us, though, can you? Yeah, we're going to bring Corbin's mic down and take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Corbin Kavusi is with us because you heard him say he can't hear us. I heard him. We're going to come back and hope he can hear us after this on the new skin BYU Good Sports interview. Network. 11 a.m. Mountain, here on BYU Radio. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. All right, uh, back at Arizona Stadium, Tucson, Arizona, and we do believe Corbin Kofusi can hear us, and we can hear him. Is that so? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you Oh, perfect. Uh, Corbin, thanks for coming on. Final score tonight, 28-23, BYU over Arizona. Corbin, I mentioned your stats before the break. Big night, seven tackles, all solo, a sack, two tackles for loss. But beyond the the individual numbers, knowing how much work went into a spring, a summer, to get ready for tonight, how gratifying and rewarding is tonight's result? It's just humbling, you know. It's a thing of humility to come out and perform the way that you know you can. You know, there's still things that I know that we can fix and whatnot, but to be able to, like you said, work hard like we did and then have the result that we know we could get was just super gratifying. Uh, You were the leading tackler on uh, BYU, and you had a couple of real solid shots, Uh, one where the back was going to shift and adjust, and he came straight into you. How did that feel? 
Oh, it always feels good, you know, when you see the bat coming your way and you're like, okay, I, the distance, it's closed. I can I can make that dive for him. It's always nice. And the second thing was is you got the one sack tonight, too, and it was against that hero, uh, Tate. And uh, tell me about how you were able to complete that. Oh, I, I give that all to the secondary and the linebackers for keeping coverage, you know, and then big Kyrus coming up the middle. He kind of flushed him over to me, and thank goodness I was able to, you know, just kind of be off my man, and it was good. You know, it was it was definitely a team sack for sure. So in Khalil Tate's first real game last year, coming in as a reserve in the first quarter at Colorado, he ran for like 350 yards. He finished with 1,400 yards last year in 11 games. When you see eight carries, 14 yards tonight, what went into creating that kind of result? I think a big part of that is our scheme, and I give all the credit to the coaches. You know, Coach Tuyak did a great job preparing us for this, and and then the rest of it was just the players making the plays. And that was a big thing coming into this game. We knew that he, we know that guy can run. And so to come in and execute the game plan that the way we practiced it all week was just big time for us. Now, J.J. Uh, Taylor, he was 5'6 and 180 pounds. And the Brightwell kid that came in, both of those guys are just lightning quick, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they're, they're quick, shifty dudes. You know, it's hard to get a hold of them. So now that the Arizona win is in the books at 28-23 and you've gotten the season off to the start you want, what's the proper mindset to take into week two now for the home opener, Corb? I think the biggest thing is just to work on, of course, the mistakes we made tonight, but to build on it. You know, we're, we're all about belief in that we can, and it's nice that now, you know, some people have our backs, but, you know, it's just up to us. And so this whole week's just going to be about us preparing the way we know we can. Uh, best or most memorable moment from tonight for you? What was it? Ooh, I th- what's going to stick was, with you uh, on the flight home? Flight home, uh, the sack was big. I, I think I, when I tipped a little bit of that field goal, that felt oh. good. I love tipping field goals. And so it was just <laughs> like, and th- when you look back and see that it didn't go through, because it's one thing to tip it, but then for it to not go through, because sometimes they can still make it through. So I was just, I was excited about that, you know, to come out and to stop them with no points like that. That was big for us. I didn't see the touch. So you got a deflection on that, on that first try of theirs, huh? Yeah, yeah, okay. just a little one. Right. And uh, I thought you were going to come up with their last possession when the band was playing and you guys were kind of dancing and moving out there, <laughs> looking like things were pretty good going your way. <laughs> that had to be a fun time too, hey? Eh? Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's that's the biggest thing is you got to, you know, it's a game of passion. And so you got to play with passion and emotion. And, you know, you don't have to be on the field and just, you know, there's times to be a stone wall and then there's times to, you know, kind of yeah. let your emotions loose a bit. Yeah. And I got to ask you again, how cool is it to come on the road and have your fans ring half of a stadium for high fives afterward? Oh, it was it was incredible. The fans were so great and, you know, we love it. It just feels amazing that when they get their home calls going, that you can hear our fans even more than them. So I loved it. Yeah. Well, Corbin, nice job by you and the entire uh, team tonight in, in getting a season-opening win, getting things off on the right start. We hope there are many more wins to come, of course. Our appreciation to you. You're always so good to come on and spend time and, and have a great flight home. Hey, thank you very much. All right, that's Corbin Kofusi. More of the Cougar Locker Room Show next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so back at Arizona Stadium, Greg Rubel and Mark Lyons with you. We think we'll next be visiting with uh, Kalani Satake, who's ready to head on out with the team after a 28-23 victory over Arizona. And uh, I brought it up a couple of times in uh, in, in uh, post game and or with different players, but so much went into tonight. 
it's a 12-game, hopefully 13-game season. They all matter, some would say equally. Um, but uh, a, a lot kind of uh, – this was a springboard in a lot of ways. I'm so glad they got the result to make it feel yeah. like uh, everything they tried to get done and in, in, in doing a course correction really worked. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what I mentioned earlier is that uh, they put in so much hard work, and uh, the attitude is this is going to make me better. And if they don't see a positive result – then after a while, that really starts to fade. I'm doing all this work, and it's, I'm not getting anything good out of it. Uh, but uh, when you go out and do all that stuff and work hard, and they have. They've worked much harder than, uh, well, certainly much harder than last year. Uh, they've run more plays. Practices have been more uh, up-tempo, uh, more difficult. Offensive line hits like every day. So, um that all then results in a win. And, you know, my kid learned when he was like six years old playing soccer, it's more fun to win than lose. Before, yeah, that's, 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 that's a valuable lesson. Uh, before we bring in uh, Coach Kalani Satake, and we will do that just as soon as he's ready for us, uh, a few moments at least, at least a couple of words from Coach uh, Kevin Sumlin of Arizona. This was the coach a short time ago. And did And, um, you know, we got into a game where, you know, that, that they were able to, to control the line of scrimmage, basically. Um, typically, offensively, uh, we couldn't get off the field. And then, you know, we, we did force them into third down situations. They made plays to get to make the first down. Uh, the plays that they didn't, we were able to defend in the first half. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, we just couldn't get off the field. And then, you know, we took some shots offensively. Um, early, I think, you know, the, the couple of three and outs that we had, just looking back on it, um, we took shots on first down and then, you know, and then couldn't stay on the field to keep our defense, um, keep our defense off. So that's a team effort, you know, that's, uh, uh, and, and, you know, give them credit because they control the line of scrimmage uh, offensively and then we, we couldn't stay on the field to help our defense in the third quarter. So um, it's, it's, it's both sides, you know, we, um, which wasn't the case in the first half. And, you know, when you run 40-some plays in the first half, and only coming away with 10 points, that's an issue also. All right, that's Kevin Sumlin. A few words from the Arizona locker room. We'll come back with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU's coach Kalani Satake next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Postgame coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so welcome back to Arizona Stadium here in uh, Tucson, Arizona. And uh, BYU wins it. Time for the Mountain America field goal recap. Well, we didn't have one. There were no field goals to recap tonight. Uh, BYU won the game without a field goal. But when they make field goals this year, Mountain America will donate $500 to the American Red Cross. And we hope there are field goals to come, and there will be. But they didn't need one tonight to win at 28-23. Head coach Kalani Satake joining us now from the Cougar locker room area. Kalani, congratulations on a season-opening win in your third season as head coach. Thank you, Greg. That was fun. Um... Really proud of our players, and uh, really excited that we had a bunch of fans here too. So, I uh, appreciate all the guys that all the, the fans that traveled and made the long trip here, and even the ones that are local. But we heard them; they were loud, and it was a lot of fun to enjoy this win with them. Yeah, they were they were very audible <coughs> on our crowd mics tonight, and big chunks of BYU fans in the stands, and a lot to cheer. And I love when you can come to someone else's building and have the louder cheers at points, right? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, um, 
I think uh, we had more probably at the University of Phoenix Stadium, uh, what, three years ago. So, yeah. But uh, we had great representation, and they were loud, and um, just really happy that, that uh, we got this win. Um, I, I said it before, our, our players love our fans, and uh, seeing them celebrate with them after was, was a lot of fun, singing the fight song with them. And so, uh, yeah, one game, let's get it out of the way and move on to the next one now, but it's, it's nice to be able to make these uh, improvements and after the first week and we're ready, ready to go. Football's <coughs> the best game in the world, uh, Coach, but uh, it's so interesting to watch the ebb and flow of a football game where uh, in the early part of the game, uh, Arizona was quick and sharp in their execution and weren't getting a lot of points but carrying the football. And then the second half, you guys just took over control in that third quarter. Uh, it just goes back and forth. Uh, how is it, do you think, that uh, you're able to uh, energize your players coming out at halftime to put those three scores up? Well, our players are ready to go. They worked hard in the off season, and they knew um, at halftime that this wasn't this wasn't our best half, you know. So um, they're really excited to get out there in the third in the third quarter, and they knew we were getting the ball. Offense was chomping at the bit, and we kind of just let them go. I think that first drive in the second half was. Seemed like it was half the quarter, right? And and, um, and then the next time they got the ball, they went kind of quick. And so I, I was really pleased with the way the, that uh, they established the run game. And uh, I thought Grimes called a, a wonderful game. And I thought the, the coaches prepared their guys really well. And, you know, it got a little tight there at the end. Um, obviously, I think there's some things we can do differently. And defensively, there's a few things that we could have d uh, done differently that, that would help us get out of third downs and, and some of the fourth downs when they went for it. But... Uh, overall, I, I have to give them a lot of credit for making those yeah. plays. You know, they're, they're some great athletes. We've seen Khalil Tate um, run past a lot of defenses um, <laughs> from last year's film. And we're just really pleased that we were able to keep them bottled up a little bit in the run game. And then, you know, in the pass game, he created more space. But obviously, we'd love to get more pass rush, but that was not the game plan here. The game yeah. plan was to keep them corralled up. And, um, you know, if we take chances and come after them, one missed tackle and he's gone. And that's... Yeah. We've seen him do it over and over and over again. We had to be a little patient, and he made some plays. Um, we made some. Obviously, we there's there's some of those balls that were thrown up in the air that I think we should come down with it, with the safeties and the corners and, and, and coverage. Uh, Sione Takitaki had one, you know, um, but uh, and dropped it. So a lot of things to improve on defensively. Same thing with offense. I think we started a little slow, and um, looking at the penalties as a team, something that we need to fix, you know, but... Um, the guys were resilient, and they played hard, and I was really proud of that, the fact that they played hard the entire game. Halftime, uh, they were on pace for 86 plays, and you were on pace for 56. The game ends, and you're at 71. They're at 69. Yeah, I thought, I thought the first half we were pretty gassed on defense. I, I can't. Do you remember how many snaps we had in the first half? 24? It, it was 28. 28. Yeah. On, on defense? Uh, no, no, oh. no. They, they had 43 offensive snaps. You had 43 on yeah. defense. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought we played a lot of snaps on defense. Yeah. And, and um, you know, we rotated some guys in and out. And um, the heat was, was really not a factor. We just we planned on playing a lot of different guys to keep our guys fresh. And I'm glad we did that. You know, we, we, we still have a few more that I think could play. I, I was really pleased with some of the freshman corners that stepped in coverage. And, um, you know, our safeties, we were able to rotate to some of our safeties, too. And D-line just handled it. I thought they did a great job on the line of scrimmage, especially when we did a lot of our odd package and handled a lot of the run with three-man front. I was really pleased with them, but um, I, uh, the coach in me just wants to get back and see what we can improve on um, from the film. I, I'm mentioning penalties and a few other things but um, that I think we can improve on, but I can look at stuff that I think we can do better as a, uh, myself as a head coach and then also 
looking at our offense and defense and special team staff and see what we can improve on. Kalani is a game with 140 plays in total, and it was just one play, but I want to ask you how big you think this play was. At the time you're down 14-7, to seven, and you're looking at a third and 12, Tanner throws to Dylan Colley, and the DB breaks it up, bats it away, and Dylan still goes for the ball, makes the catch, 22 yards, first down, next play, Bushman touchdown. How big is Dylan's catch? Oh, huge. And uh, we're down 10-7, right? Uh, sorry, down 10-7, correct. Yeah, and, and um, you know, it was, yeah, third and 12. I think I thought Tanner made a good throw. The defensive guy made a great play on the ball. And um, that's just Dylan. He just does stuff like that in practice. He does it all the time. He just um, if the ball has any chance to be caught, he's going to find a way, especially if it's in the vicinity of his his area. And so um, he's re- resilient. He just, he's a, I'm so glad he's here with us. And uh, he does so many of the little things. That that was a big play that he did, you know, for everyone to see. But a lot of the little things he does, and, and I, I speak for the whole receiver core, they, they work hard downfield blocking running routes. Um, and so I'm just really pleased. And he's one of those guys that leads the way as, as, our, as our senior at, at receiver. One of my keys to the game tonight, Coach, was to play tough, physical football. And the play that just exemplifies that the most is that final run that gives you the first down and you don't have to punt, and uh, you end up uh, being able to win the football game by making that first down. I thought that was a terrific execution of uh, getting after them, pushing them off the ball, and good hard running. Yeah, and I thought I thought the... Um the whole everyone in, in everyone watching the game uh, and everyone on their sideline and our sideline knew it was going to be a run. Yeah. Um, and so that's you know I, I give a lot of credit to our O line. They were excited for that for that opportunity, and I think Squally did a great job following them. And um, you know I, I think Squally's just getting started. There's a lot of things he can do in the run game that, um, and also with with our running back co- crew that, that I think they can really do some things because of that O line. Kalani Sataki is with us. We'll take a break and more from the coach coming up after this. We're at Arizona Stadium in Tucson. Final score, BYU 28 and Arizona 23 here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU fans enjoy a free checking account that can earn big interest with the MyRate checking account from Bank of American Fork. And it's time for the big-time performance of the game brought to you by Bank of American Fork. And tonight we're going with Squally Canada, 24 carries, 98 yards. How about this? Zero lost yards tonight, three touchdowns as BYU wins at 28-23. Kalani Sataki, what do you think about our pick of Squally for the big-time performance of the game? Awesome. You know, and I, th- I think that... Uh he was close to breaking a few of those. There were just really close tackles and um, just really pleased with the way he ran downhill and uh, followed his blocks and set up a lot of his blocks as well, you know. So uh, I think that's a good choice, and uh, there's something we can improve on, get him to 100 yards hopefully in the next little bit, hopefully next week, and see what else we can improve on on offense. Uh, do you think you'll be able to uh, keep scheduling Arizona? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm just happy that, that we get to, you know, start off fast. And um, it was nice. I, I don't mind being on the road and, and uh, starting games, especially because we have so many fans everywhere. Yeah, The fans are awesome tonight. I really enjoyed a clip that uh, someone was interviewing Coach Pugh uh, earlier in the season, Coach. And uh, he said his goal wasn't to get his linemen good enough to beat Arizona. His goal was to get his linemen good enough to beat everyone they play. 
Uh, I really like that attitude that uh, you have a ceiling and then you got to go past the ceiling, right? Yeah, and, and you know, it's funny because we're in the locker room and he's, you know, he, he's just thinking of things that we should have done better as an offensive line and that's 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 why he's a great online coach, you know, and, and he, he and Grimes are talking about things that we should have done differently and better up front and um, to establish our, our identity right of uh, the run game right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think they, they were really upset with themselves that we weren't able to establish that from what we did in the third quarter and the first quarter. And so something to uh, aim for. And um, uh, we're all excited that we won, but we're just one game. You know, we're looking uh, to the next one. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're at home in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Going to see our fans, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait. What does tonight um, illustrate uh, to you, Kalani, about um, the, the, the efforts that went into correcting a course, if you will, and getting you back where you needed to be? It's just one game of 12 or hopefully 13, but what does tonight mean to you? I was just happy that the guys played with a lot of, um, a lot of purpose. They played hard, you know. Um, I was I, w- I would be pleased with them if they just did that, regardless of the outcome of the game. Because if they play hard every game and they're competitive, we have a really good chance at winning. And so uh, we had some things go our way, and I think we could have uh, find a way to just end this game and not have it be so dramatic at the end. Um, but that's something that we can aim for. But the fact that they played hard and they believe in our coaches—that that's what I'm really excited about. And, and um, yeah, it, this is this is we still have a young team. When you're looking at our group, you know there's. They're a young group, and there's a lot to improve on. But um, they're, they're playing big time right now, and I'm really excited about that. It's a good second half and like something to build off of that momentum going into the, to the next game, and hopefully we can get that started from the get-go. One other thing that was I just observed is that uh, I thought it was probably pretty warm out there, and Arizona was having trouble with it. The guys that live here, and I don't think you had a lot of trouble with the cramps or the injuries and things like that. You came out pretty clean, didn't you? No, our guys worked hard, and um, you know I think cramps happen a lot to different teams. You see it; it happens especially early in the season. Yeah, and um, we really pushed our guys to to work hard and be smart on how they prepare for the game. And it, it's it's uh, we kept them busy during the day um, with a lot of different things. I mean, we worked extremely hard for this moment, and um, you know I was really pleased with our off-season conditioning. And uh, but the guys are resilient, and so I give them a lot of credit for preparing and. You know, we just got to keep it going and get in the weight room as soon as we can. Go to church tomorrow and get in the weight room on Monday through Friday and let's get better and make sure that uh, we, we keep the cramps away. Well, great start to the season, uh, Coach, and we look forward to seeing you back in Studio C on Tuesday for your show. Get another week underway and then uh, home where you want to be on Saturday, home to Cal against, Le- against uh, the Bears in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We look forward to that as well. Congrats for tonight. Safe travels. and We look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you so much. We can't Good wait job. to see all our fans at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Thanks, Thanks, Kalani. Guys. Okay. Yeah. That's Kalani Satake, and BYU's head football coach, who now wins a, a season opener for the second time in three years and beats Arizona for the second time in three years as well. All right. Well, the, the exciting part of this, that because it got exciting, it makes it a little more fulfilling to have that victory, that they ended up uh, forcing where it got a little tight, and they had to make the stop, and uh, so that was good. All right. Uh, it just made the call. ESPN did. ESPN 2 for next week against Cal. Oh. So 8.15 Mountain Time kick. It's 6.15 Mountain Time pregame. And ESPN 2 for the outlet. That's Ooh, the look forward to next 15. week. More from Tucson's coming up next. You're on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.